Hello and welcome back to Not Just Paleo. I'm your host, Evan Brand. If you're new to the show, welcome. I run a functional medicine clinic. I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist, a certified functional medicine practitioner, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and a certified personal trainer. I run this show as a way to provide free content to you and to help express my love and passion for helping people get to the root cause of their health symptoms I always block out a few hours each month to offer 15 minutes of my time for free to chat with people like yourself to talk about your health symptoms. You know, most people that come to me have been through 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 doctors and specialists, but yet I get people better than all of those specialists and all of the thousands of dollars of tests and medical radiation and all of that. Anyhow, you could schedule that free consult with myself back at my website, notjustpaleo.com. And if you're not on my newsletter already, you've missed out because there's been a lot of cool stuff going on lately with the Adrenal Reset Summit, special emails for that. You can also get a free chapter of my Stress Solutions book if you sign up for my newsletter back at notjustpaleo.com. And it's pretty fun. I write it like I'm writing a letter to you. Because I am. It's not like a huge robotic blast where it's really boring to read. I make my my letters to you really fun. Anyhow, you can get that free consult. You can schedule that at the website. And you can also get that uh, free chapter. Now today I'm going to tease you. I'm going to tell you straight up. Because Nikki Gratix, who's been on the podcast before, her work on trauma is incredible. And she's spent months and months and months researching and making sure that her talk was top-notch for the Adrenal Reset Summit. So it would be a disservice to Nikki to provide the entire talk that she did for the Adrenal Summit for free. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tease you. I'm going to give you about, what is it, maybe 20 minutes or so of her talk. And it gets really juicy. She blows my mind near the end of this uh, free clip that you're going to get here because she talked about how people with certain genetics and certain Uh, DNA basically have a greater susceptibility to traumas, but these are the same people who are more emotionally sensitive. These are the people who can pick up on someone's vibe in the room. Maybe that's you. Maybe you go into a room and if somebody's been arguing, you can sense it. Or maybe you can just read people's energy really well. That is me. And Nikki says at the end, well, I'll let you listen, but she says at the end, these people are more likely to have XYZ happen to them. And my jaw dropped. And then right after that, I cut the episode off because I was so mind blown. And oh, it's just, it's, a, it's incredible. So like I said, it's a disservice to give the entire uh, hour talk for free since Nikki's done so much hard work. And she does get financially rewarded for her participation in the Adrenal Reset Summit program. So if you want to get access to the full talk, and if you want to get access to the 33 other expert talks, including my buddy, Dr. Justin Marcajani, he did an incredible talk about conventional medicine versus functional medicine and how to treat adrenals with that differing opinions. And also, Mark Hyman's talk was great. Dan Kalish's talk was great. Julia Ross's talk was incredible. Apparently, Julia Ross is sensitive to EMF, too. So we talked about cell phones and all of that. Uh, That was an amazing talk. Eric Windheim's talk on cell phones and how to mitigate EMF in the home. That was incredible. Uh, There's so many. It's 97 bucks for the whole Adrenal Reset Summit. You get 34 talks total, including the one that you're about to hear, and then you get all of the transcripts as well. I personally like reading a lot, and sometimes I'll read interviews rather than listen, 
So anyhow, you can get the full uh, program and support my work and Dr. Alan Christensen, my co-host's work, by buying the summit, adrenalresetsummit.com. Anyhow, enjoy this, and I promise at the end you're going to be like, oh, Evan, how dare you cut it off so soon. But I had to. All right, enjoy the show. Nikki is an award-winning, internationally renowned registered nutritionist and health writer specializing in stress, optimum energy, and mind-body medicine. Back in 2005, she co-founded one of the largest mind-body clinics in integrative medicine in the UK with patients in 35 countries, where she worked as director of nutrition until 2010. The clinic then published a preliminary study in 2012 on its results with patients with chronic fatigue in the British medical journal Open. In August 2015, she hosted the largest ever free online health summit on overcoming fatigue, interviewing 29 world-leading experts with over 30,000 attendees, and it was good, the Abundant Energy Summit. Nikki, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Evan. It's great to be here with you again. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Like I was just talking with Nikki off air, uh, I interviewed her on my podcast about trauma and people. The emails just came flooding in about how people didn't realize that traumas were affecting them and how their adrenal recovery has been halted because they feel like they're holding on to things. And so, Nikki, I'm really glad to have you on here to talk about trauma and how this can play a role in adrenal stress and this is why people could throw so many supplements at it but they don't get better because they haven't got to the root of the root of the root which could be trauma in this case exactly if you've summed it up immediately i was was just going to say you know everybody knows with a lot of people know with quote-unquote adrenal fatigue and those related illnesses that stress plays plays this huge part but this word stress is just it's a very superficial word it's wildly overused um, and it's vastly underestimated because the vast majority of stress is impacting us as adults is most likely coming from actually childhood trauma and emotional trauma in general and I would make a bold statement I'll say that way above 50% of all types of adrenal fatigue are caused by perpetuated and triggered by psycho-emotional factors and as you say if we're not talking about that then we're not we're addressing that, which means we're not address, addressing the root cause. And we, we, we tend to go downstream. And most books and sort of summits and things out there about fatigue and adrenal fatigue are just talking about things you can take to rebalance hormones uh, and not actually thinking, well, hold on a minute. Is there something we need to do at the psycho-emotional level directly to address things? So, yeah, this is a huge uh, sort of important topic to make people more aware of. Absolutely. So how important do you feel the role of emotional trauma is or, you know, this whole HPA axis dysfunction? You make a great point. You know, here I am, a functional medicine practitioner myself, and I've taken extensive training in hormone testing and hormone analysis and creating functional medicine programs. But trauma is something that has maybe been 1% of the course study. So how important is this issue? Kind of bring us up to speed on on your work. Okay, well, if we think about it, we we know that the HPA axis, it's affected equally. The body doesn't differentiate between chemical, electrical, kind of microbial and psychological stresses as such. So how much is possibly of that, that load, the allostatic load in general is coming from psychological stress? Well, first of all, consider this. 67% of all adults have been affected by childhood trauma. And this is like gigantic studies done by the CDC 
CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control here in the U.S., and Kaiser Permanente in San Diego, surveying 17,500 adults who actually they're the responders to a huge survey. Started These studies started in the mid-1990s, and the, respond, the researchers weren't expecting what they discovered, but when they put the survey out there with that many adults, a whopping 67% came back and said, we've been impacted by uh, emotional trauma in childhood. And of the, those adults that were impacted by it, a further 80% had more than one adverse childhood event. And when we talk about adverse childhood events, we often refer to them as ACEs uh, for short, just abbreviating it because it's a long word to keep saying. So so first of all, if you compare that to, for example, the number of adults that report being gluten sensitive, we're talking about 20% of adults, whereas uh, in the case of you know uh, emotional trauma, that 67% was also an underestimate. And the researchers themselves also said we didn't uh, consider things like what about, um, actually, let me just explain what they said um, were ACEs, what classified as an ACE, an adverse childhood event. In childhood, it's things like parents separating or divorce, physical, sexual or emotional abuse, physical and emotional neglect, domestic violence, mental illness in the family, substance abuse or incarceration by a family member. Now, the key thing about all that, and we'll talk about this more ever when we get into uh, mechanisms, but what happens at the time when that trauma takes place is it is a fundamental adrenal reset. It resets the HPA axis such that you have a lowered threshold response to stresses for the rest of your life unless you do an intervention. Meaning the neuroendocrine immune system is reset so that you now have a greater stress response to less of external stress. In other words, you've experienced a loss of resilience that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. So in later life, when we get into adulthood, you know, we have adult stresses and adult emotional trauma, obviously, as well. More of the categories of things like, you know, bereavement, a divorce, perhaps a physical illness, these kinds of things. Well, they're just an additional trigger if you like, for something that actually may have started 10, 15, 20 years ago that weakened your system. And if these events hadn't happened in childhood, we were we would be, you know, potentially more resilient in adulthood and we we wouldn't suddenly kind of trigger into a some form of chronic complex illness. So and I should just explain as well with adverse childhood events, you know, it the, the if you have a high level of ACEs, you have a dramatic increased risk of seven out of the top ten causes of death. If you have six ACEs, you have a 20-year reduction in lifespan. If you have four ACEs, your risk of things like depression in adulthood is four and a half times higher. Um, things like chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder, two and a half times higher. Hepatitis risk, two and a half times higher. Being suicidal, 12 times higher. Alzheimer's, 4.22 times higher. And if you had sort of eight ACEs, you had triple the risk of lung cancer and three and a half times the risk of heart disease. But here's the key thing that's most relevant to what we're talking about today, which is like the adrenal fatigue sort of, you know, side of things. Chronic fatigue, which is at the extreme end on the fatigue spectrum, is like the poster child illness for uh, uh, childhood trauma. So if you have ACEs in childhood, you have a 600% increased risk of fatigue in adult life. Holy smokes. Yes. <laughs> so that's why that and these are hard. These are massive studies. And, and by the way, what I mentioned there about 
how the system goes into a reset. That is uh, landmark studies done by world-class geneticists and neuroscientists that discovered that early life stress changes the epigenetic expression of the glucocorticoid receptors. They started the experiments with rats to begin with and found that rat pups that receive less um, sort of stroking and nurturing from the mother rat in childhood go on to have increased uh, stress responses for the rest of their lives. And then that was replicated in, in human studies. So this is the sort of vast hidden crisis, if you like, that's not really being addressed even in the functional medicine community. Um, so wow. that's why I'm on this mission to get this out there. Wow, this is remarkable. So just to be clear, you said a 600% increase in chronic fatigue. If your ACE score was what number? It's uh, They didn't specify, they just okay. in the specific studies in with chronic fatigue. Um, yes. They dubbed, they, they, the same researchers came back twice. First time they said the, the risk is somewhere between three and eight fold and then they doubled the experiment size came back and said actually we can confirm it. it's like a six six fold increase wow. so it you can't really consider fatigue and i would put adrenal fatigue into the same category without having a really deep look at the psycho-emotional aspects of what's happened in the past what's triggered it and also we can touch on how emotional trauma is also a great perpetuator it can be in severe cases as well wow. so yeah it's it's big and i'm not saying that that there, that these physical stresses things like you know chemicals electrical stress aren't factors too they definitely are they all make part of this overall allostatic load that the body's facing that could cause stress but we're just when we're talking about you know chemical electrical and even viral stresses it's just seems it's minor compared to what's going on psychologically right that makes sense and i may have alluded to this before but it's crazy what happens to the brain too like the amygdala that fear center of the brain it grows in size it grows in sensitivity and now you're even talking about the cells are literally changing too so this is not just oh, something happened to me. Your biology is literally altered from this. Now, let me ask you this. For example, my parents, you know, they divorced when I was three years old, and I have no recollection of that event. So that could still be said that that's affecting me because mm -hmm. I was cognizant at that age. I just don't remember. So I could definitely be affected by that, wouldn't you say? Exactly. And, and this is the extraordinary thing about emotional events that happen to us and this is kind of alluding to this idea of our childhood biography becomes adult biology um as a child when this an emotional thing happens and we aren't completely able to process it at the time because we don't have the resources the kind of adult resources that we may have you know if we were older um literally it changed it's the the emotional trauma itself is when it can't be dealt with because you don't have the resources it becomes part of the unconscious mind so you won't remember it or you won't remember how you were perhaps feeling at the time or the impact that it had on you but the body the body keeps the score and that that's the name of the book by um Bessel van der Kolk, who's the world-leading expert on trauma the body keeps the score um, time doesn't heal it conceals um, and even we've got Joe Dispenza in his book, The Placebo, basically saying, you know, an emotional factor that happens, your body just is literally a physical expression of what happened emotionally. You know, we have these neuropeptides uh, and uh, that are literally molecules of emotion. You know, it's Candice Pert, the famous mind-body researcher. So it's literally, yes, you know, the mind-body 
are the same thing. They are one unit in a bi-directional relationship that will fundamentally change and will be adapting and responding to the, the environment. Um, and if we have an unsafe childhood and events that happen that that stay with us that we didn't process at the time. It's not just that your your psyche your psyche's remembering it in the unconscious part. Your body is also changed and remembered it and is storing that information as well. Wow, that is amazing, Nikki. Because myself, I've talked about on the other interviews here. You know, I've had multiple parasite infections. I'm kind of a wounded functional medicine practitioner, like many of us. We're wounded warriors, and you know, I've had infections. I've had adrenal problems. So it's amazing to think. I wonder how much of this stuff is still locked inside of me that is affecting me i'll be excited when we talk about the steps for healing all this because it sounds like uh, we could all probably use some of this therapy that we're going to get into in a little bit here yeah i was i was just going to say as well it's just picking up what you said there um and this is kind of is alluding to the kind of the bottom line is that everybody's affected by aces you know um the researchers missed off i, I listed 10 things there they missed off things like bullying racism um, you know, being a victim of those types of things, homophobia. Um, there could have been a physical trauma in childhood. You may have witnessed the violence, the death of a caregiver. There could have been a financial crisis at home. Could have been an act of God, you know, being an, involved in some kind of, um, you know, weather event that's, you know, that, that, that people email me all the time, say, does this count as an ace? Does this count as an ace? And I, I basically say, well, yes, if, it, if you have a sense that it traumatized you at the time, it could well do. Um, also trauma this is just two final points trauma is intergenerationally inherited so if you didn't have an issue you could have inherited something that happened to your parents or grandparents because it changes the epigenetics and the the research shows most certainly now that we pass that information and that change in genetic expression can be passed down to the progeny or the offspring and there were there's originally some controversial studies about that about how Third generation survivors of the Holocaust victims have the same physiological and psychological expression and differences as their grandparents who were part of the Holocaust. But it's becoming less controversial now because that can be seen across the world where there's been wars and famines and it goes down multiple generations, not just one. And when we've got some major papers coming through in like neuroscience paper uh, journals and so on, showing that it's sperm expression, microRNA DNA uh, expression in sperm of the male male rats that have been uh, you know traumatized is actually passed on into uh, healthy eggs you know of, of mother rats that haven't been traumatized so so that's another factor to consider um and a, a final point because i know people always find this really interesting there is a portion of the population and this alludes to probably people who have single nucleotide polymorphisms. They have a SNP that's up to 15% of the population have a genetic propensity to be more sensitive to emotional trauma than others. And rather than seeing that as a weakness, it's actually these types of people are usually empaths. Uh, they're usually people who are very energetically sensitive. Um, they can usually feel other people's feelings. A lot of them are practitioners. Um, a lot of mothers are like this. Um, I call them the giver type on the Enneagram, which we'll talk more about, which is the personality typing system. But essentially, if you have the gene SNPs at NR3C1, that uh, means that when you have an emotional trauma, your cortisol level can be higher for longer. 
And 5-HTT PLR is another one, which is how you process serotonin, which means you might be slightly less resilient in terms of how your serotonin levels bounce back after an event as well. So there's the books that have been written about the highly sensitive types, um, and I call them like the Ferraris. So they have a Ferrari, they have these amazing gifts of intuition, empathy, being able to read energy in a room. Um, but if they go off-road, that's bad news. Whereas somebody who's just got like a Lang Rover, you know, they can't go at 200 miles an hour down, down the, you know, the, the freeway, but they can go off road. So uh, it's not a weakness. It's just there is this propensity there as well. So uh, really? the reason I, sh- yeah, that, I share, that sounds I share like all me. that. Yeah. That sounds like oh. me. I'm the person okay. who, if I go into the room, I pick up on the energy. I'm, and, you know, I know they say don't judge a book by the cover. I don't. I judge a book by the energy. I can pretty much with the snap of a finger know whether I'm going to get along with somebody, and it's about 99% accurate. Whatever type of energetic sensor that I have, I can't really explain it any better than that. That would totally – just uh, when I talk to people like you, just try and imagine that you, you've got this kind of sensitized – it's like if you think about a Ferrari, about maybe how sensitive it is to put your foot on the accelerator of a car like that because you have superpowers, you know. And on the other hand, you know, you have to take certain care, additional care with a car like that or with your – with this – so the, your, your your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system, and almost like the antennae that you, that you have is more refined than other people which means you are going to get more sensitive to i would say both emotional and toxic stress and, and this is a, there's a huge group of chronic fatigue patients who are fall into that category they are the all sensitive types the gift uh, it's a gift and it can be a you know if you don't learn about boundaries it's the biggest thing that that group needs to learn boundaries and, and interestingly when it comes to energy type medicine and sort of um looking at emotional aspects if you have a boundary issue you often get parasites <laughs> if you have emotional boundary issues it's often it can be all right so as you can imagine at this point in the interview my mind is blown my jaws dropping to the floor here nikki is not even knowing about parasite infections that i've had prior and yet she's saying that people that are emotionally sensitive and are able to pick up on emotions, get parasite infections, more likely. I mean, that's incredible. Now, luckily, I've been able to treat myself and rid myself of those infections, but man, that is mind-blowing, the emotional gut connection. I mean, we know about the mind-body connection, but the emotion-mind-gut connection, I mean, that's just incredible. So anyhow, like I said, if you want to support Nikki's work, you want to support the work I'm doing and support Dr. Alan Christensen and the work that he's done as a brilliant co-host of the Adrenal Reset Summit. We had over 65,000 people register for that event. So, I mean, wow. Thank you so much. If you want to support it, you can get the rest of this talk with Nikki and 33 other expert talks, plus all of the transcripts and some other bonuses, like a the free 16-ounce bottle of avocado oil. All of that's back at AdrenalResetSummit.com. I appreciate you very much. If you want to get that free call with me, 15 minutes to chat about your health symptoms and see what we can do and how functional medicine may be able to help you address the root cause of your symptoms, just visit the website, notjustpaleo.com, and you'll see my face, and you'll be able to click the Work With Evan button, and you can learn more about the clinic. I'll talk with you all next week. Take good care, and let's see. Will I talk with you before Thanksgiving? 
Yeah, next week I will. I'll talk with you next week before Thanksgiving, but uh, if I don't catch you before then, have a great Thanksgiving. Spend some good time with your family. Do the best you can. You know, you can't stress out if your whole Thanksgiving meal with your relatives is not organic. You have to do your best and pick things that are going to be not on the dirty dozen list if you can. You know, like sweet potatoes. Those are on the dirty dozen. There's about 13 on average pesticide different pesticide residues on sweet potatoes. So maybe you want to stay away from conventional sweet potatoes, but maybe you're going to pick something on the clean 15. Let's say somebody had some pineapple and you want to splurge a little bit with some fruit. Pineapple that's not organic, you'd be fine. And, you know, what I've been telling all my clients too is I really want people to focus on digestive enzymes this time of the year. So my pure digest formula that has betaine, hydrochloric acid, as well as enzymes and ox bile, that's what I personally use. That's what my wife uses. We take those with every solid meal. Now, if you're doing soup, salad, smoothie, don't worry about it. That's what I always say. So make sure you're you're upping your digestive enzymes, but more importantly, just enjoy the time with your family, your loved ones, and don't stress out too much. It's going to be okay. All right, take care. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. He acts like it's all good, yeah, like everything's cool. Kiss her girl the night and then leaves her. She doesn't have a clue that he's terrible blues. Why I'm in a tire, got to watch out, girl. Don't want to see her by her eyes out, girl. Cause I've been watching, you've been hurting, let me be the one that loves you better.